Previously, on the Supreme Resort. So I'm gonna have to say that the Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland is the supreme wildest ride in the world. Yeah. So, but that Walt Disney, he died right after this. And Mark Davis said he knew that that was the last time he was gonna see Walt because Walt, <laughs> Jesus. Diabetes. Because I love it. Well, you know what? <laughs> the better show isn't about nitpicking every little detail and just letting it flow. Because there's more places to explore. There's more. There's not more places to get lost. There's more, um, more caves that they can build. So there's just more space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. Is, right, is and I think in, I think it, yeah, and I think in this case, it is Disneyland's fault. Holy cow, stop the Wow, crap. a nail biter. Not only are we giving it a point for size, but it's, it is Disneyland's fault. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But it appears that the Golden Horseshoe is the supreme horseshoe. Rancho... Del Socolo is the supreme Frontierland Mexican restaurant. Eric, you did a wonderful job. I did not know what was going to happen. I have my own emotional opinions about this, and I have to be honest, they're the same. Eric, what's the final score? Uh, the final score is nine to five. Wait, so Jimmy, have you? What other log rides have you been on? The log ride. <laughs> The mm-hmm. log ride, the the aforementioned at, not very far. Not very far. I've been on a lot of log rides. That's right. That was the one but ride we've been on. A ton of, and I, how did we set? How did again, we set on that it's ride? Not, the definition of a log flume must mean single straddle. Like that's that's just a dumb argument. Hey, you know you know that that log ride that's at that uh, place in Nevada that has the giant roller coaster. Remember Las that? Vegas. How they said? How they said? Yeah, it's not in Las Vegas. It's on the way. Uh, you know what? The Hoover Dam. This is. <laughs> Look, this is. <laughs> this is, this is the dumbest thing, thing we've ever, ever talked about. Can we? No, we've move on. on. So Disney made its money by kind of scraping by, putting together cheap and and uh, easier to poorly made films. <laughs> They weren't poorly made. Uh, uh, they, they're just easier to produce because... They were made on the fly. Following so the <laughs> I am your father. You all who come to this happy place. Tricks for kids. Tricks are for kids. Silly rabbit. I like boring things. Right. That's it, everybody. We've determined that Disneyland Rivers of America is this one to make this episode longer. Rivers of America... <laughs> And now, the Supreme Resort presence. Frontierland. Yo!
Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort land by land, park by park, ride by ride to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Now, joining me, as always, to help find the answer is Dan. So the password is your last name and the room number. Hunt H1115. <laughs> I know. And Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, I was confused. I thought that was, I was part of the password. Uh, uh, and yeah. Eric... One 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 five and <laughs> and we are in the uh, a hotel in Anaheim, not at Disneyland like we wanted to do. Or knots, there were knots was on the table too. We're not at knots. We're not at the Frontier Tower. We are in a random dank hotel. We're at Raging <laughs> Waters, <laughs> and and back by popular demand, we are joined live in person by one Natalie from Disneyland.com. Natalie, hi, hi. Hello, <laughs> I'm I'm inside the the podcast now. I'm 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 with everyone. It's very strange. Right. It's, it's weird to be with people. It, it is. It is. I was literally listening to all of you on my iPhone this morning, and then I walked into the room as I was approaching. I heard very familiar fa- voices, and I was like. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is strange. Yeah, but I'm you, happy to be here. You get used <laughs> right. to celebrity. It, you know, it grows on you after a while. <laughs> I experienced something close to what I think is close to that when we were just playing the clip of you listening to us. And I was like, I'm not making eye contact right now because this is weird. <laughs> so, so all of us listening to us with Natalie also listening to us. That was <laughs> that was that was too that much. was really weird for me. The okay. levels, the layers. I could yes. see that. It, uh, uh, yeah, surreal. Well, we're glad you're here, Natalie. Thank you, Thank you. again. Yep. Uh, the, our most downloaded episode ever was the Main Street episode with Natalie, and we decided. That if we're going to do lands, that I think, Natalie, you need to be the default judge. I am honored, and I have so much to say. Okay, great. <laughs> well, we have a lot to say also, but before we do, I uh, want to talk about our new shirt design that Natalie designed herself. It <laughs> yeah. is the weenie shirt. If For those of you who've seen the churro shirt that yours up did, we did the same thing. Natalie designed Cinderella Castle instead of churros. It's weenies mm-hmm. because the castle, as we all know, is the weenie. It, it Walt, is. Walt called it. And in the episode where we recorded the castles, our very first episode, we realized the Cinderella Castle was the Supreme Weenie, which is why the Weenie shirt is Cinderella Castle. Thank you, Natalie. It's of, awesome. Of course. Get them at shop. No, wait, what is it? Etsy.com Etsy. forward slash shop forward slash covers. Get your Weenie shirt. We all have them. We're going to Disneyland tomorrow, and three of us will be wearing our Weenie shirts. <laughs> very proud. Dan Thank was at very Disneyland much. a couple weeks ago Got and had a his lot Weenie of shirt very on. Very odd. Very confused responses, perfect. Which is exactly perfect. That was the goal. This podcast is. I mean, (laughs) that's that's that that was what I was that's what I wanted when I was drawing it. That's the dream. Oddly shaped weenies. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) and so um, Natalie, question. Okay, and this is legit question. In how many ways has being a part of the Supreme Resort changed your life? Just a number. How many ways? Yeah, how many ways has being a number. part of the show changed your life? Just a number. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually trying to answer this. No, I, 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 um, I would say at least three ways, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
We don't okay. need an explanation. Nope, nope, no, no. Okay. just three. That's good. Um, so what was the moment or series of moments that make you fall in love with this podcast? Uh, j- Jimmy. He goes into a fugue state sometimes. What is... Uh, no, seriously, what's going on at Disneyland? Disneyland. You know, I actually... Today, which is July 7th, when we're recording this... It's actually the first time I posted in about a month and a half. Yeah, because what, I've been, what happened? I've been very busy. I uh, I was actually on a bunch of the streaming shows talking about like uh, LGBTQIA plus issues and stuff, mm-hmm. and that just is, took up all my time for like so, the month of June. You were yeah. a guest on streaming shows? Ah, uh, no, I actually well, I was on one, and then on another, I actually produced a whole show called "How to Be a Pro at Pronouns." Oh, wow, um, interesting. And it just, yeah, it, it actually, this is very re- relevant. Me and a friend of mine, Evan Foreman, pronouns they, them, um, basically did a whole hour, like, show with a slideshow um, describing and trying to communicate to a cis person, who cis means the, a person who uh, identifies with the body that they were born with, um, okay. how to relate with a trans person, but as as if they were a guest in a theme park. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Just a big old metaphor. So, like, do you mind if I ask more questions yeah, about that? Please. What yes. is CIS? What is, is that an acronym? Yeah. No, a CIS is, I think it's, I think it's Latin. Um, I think, I think it is. I, CIS means, um, it's like, so I'm trans. So that means okay. I'm transgender. So I am, uh, I have changed my gender from what I was given uh, you know, uh, at birth, I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm not in this mode of thinking. Sorry, okay, give me a second. We're talking about theme parks. I no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So, cis means um, you identify with the body you that born. you were born with. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, I'm trans. You are all, are all presumed, as far as I can tell, cis. Yeah. cis yes. I don't okay. want to make any assumptions. So, that, can you can you elaborate just briefly about how being trans is like going to a theme park? Or you're trying yeah. to explain that? Oh, absolutely. So. A big thing that we tried to communicate um, in the show, as much as as much as uh, being a pro at pronouns, is understanding like like my pronouns are they them, for example. So it's you know yeah it's it's important to know that and to like remember that, but it's also important to internalize it. But then in addition to that, it's important to understand why it's important. And so basically, we use the metaphor of um, of a guest in a theme park as if you. Uh, <laughs> Like a guest at a theme park is like a cis person talking to a trans person or interacting with one um, that there is a friend or is a colleague. Um, Because when you're in a theme park, there are specific um, rules in a theme park. There's there's, uh, social rules. Like, you know, you become a guest and there's cast members, Disney parks in particular. And, you know, when you enter into them, you're kind of entered into a social contract within them. You know there's certain ways to behave. There's certain ways you're not supposed to behave. And things like that. Don't cut the line. Stay off the grass. Exactly. Yeah. And then basically the the broad idea is as a guest into a theme park, you're a guest. So there's a certain level of respect and there's a certain level of um, of understanding that it's going to be different from your, you know, normal life when you're just on walking down the street getting like, you know, going grocery shopping or something. Okay. And so in that same way, when you're interacting with a trans person it, and you're... Yeah, it's going to be different. There's a different uh, context that a trans person has to life, and you just need to understand that you need to leave your biases 
at the door or at the gate and be open to different ways of uh, be, be open to a different uh, to someone that has a different way of perceiving the world. Right. And not necessarily compartmentalizing in gender or specific, like you're in this box, like, mm-hmm. you know, as a cis person, I'm in this box that I was born in and thinking outside that box that not everybody necessarily would identify with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's fascinating. It's yeah. awesome. It's really yeah. great. Yeah, uh, and it's it's available on YouTube. Uh, it's only like right. an, uh, about an hour and a half, and it's very entertaining. I, and I it's say called, so once again... How to be a pro at pronouns. On YouTube. And if you just search that on YouTube, it'll pop up. I absolutely will. That's right. awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing. And by the way, one thing I admire about you, we, we've only known each other maybe six months in total. We haven't spent a lot of time together. This That's true. the first time we've been in a room together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but I really want to I, I commend you and acknowledge you for your courage and, and ability to be just... Just be who you are, and that's wonderful. Thank you. And it, I don't know, so many people are, I don't know, like afraid of acknowledging who they are or, or nervous about addressing it, but I just, I really admire how this is just who I am, and you like it, take it or leave it, it's what it is, and great. it, it is endearing, let me put it that way. Okay, thank you. We appreciate you being <laughs> part of the podcast. Thank you. This um, will be our new most downloaded episode. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, you promise? Uh, do I have... <laughs> let me see. I have other questions. So new at Disneyland, you've been busy, so you posted today for the first time in I, a while. I did. And what was it you posted? It was um, I w- it was for the new Snow White ride at Disneyland. <laughs> and, it, and, and it's called... So I previously had a poster for the previous version, Snow White Scary Adventures, and it was called White Lady Problems. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, I remember that. So... Um, Yes. Isn't, it, isn't it White Lady Wins? Is that what it white is White Lady okay. Wins Now. Oh, well, oh White Lady Wins Now. Okay. I, awesome. I did see it this morning. And, and the whole, like, the whole poster, like, the, the, the tagline at the top, I just have it say, actually, White Lady Wins Now. That's funny. So, <laughs> so yeah. I told this story on a previous episode. I didn't tell it to you, so I want to tell you this. I was in Utah at my nephew's wedding in May, mm-hmm. and... Um, and I wore my Jerky Rooms t-shirt. As you should. Right? Perfect. As one does. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so I had my Jerky Rooms shirt on, and one of my brothers comes up to me, and he looks at, what's Jerky Rooms? I'm like, what does it look like? And like, the Atari logo? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I guess, but it's, you know, it's, it's Star Tours, and it's it's Disneyland, and <laughs> it's sort of like, a, I don't know, it's like an absurdist thing. I, I don't know. Anyway, so just kind of try to explain yeah, what absolutely. Disneyland was. My other brother comes in later and says, what's Jerky Rooms? I said, what does it look like? He says, looks like the Atari logo. I said, no, it's Star Tours and the, the Disneyland. And blah. Anyway, so I was frustrated because nobody understood what it was. Right. And then my nephew, my, I don't know, 25-year-old nephew and his wife come up and he points at the shirt and goes, Disneyland. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, somebody. I know, I know the Disneyland people. They're on our show. It, it's, it, yeah, it's, um. That made, all of that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But anyway, it's wonderful. I, I felt validated. I felt cool with my 20-something-year-old yeah. nephew. He's like, yeah, I know stuff. And you, <laughs> you did a kickflip on your skateboard. A McTwist. <laughs> 900. It's good, it's good I think have, I'm being pranked right now. It's good to have cool nephews. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of cool nephews. <laughs> oh, good um, transition. Whoa. Well, well, unfortunately, we have not passed probation yet, and Jason still has Asher still watching us. He's still a part of our show. So um, well, We couldn't take him with us on our Yeah, vacation. we're traveling. We're on vacation. We're at Disneyland. We're going to Disneyland tomorrow. Yes, so three three grown men with a child that is not theirs is 
frowned upon. Is that <laughs> that's right? Is that where we're going with that? Like a movie I saw once. I think I think I think it's more cancel cultured, really. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Forty Pounds of Trouble? I mean, it it is kind of it's almost the premise. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> I no filmed idea. at filmed at Disneyland, by the way. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Right with Tony oh, Curtis. With Tony Curtis, yes. And where they, they they get off of the monorail, but then they look out and they're on Main Street. Yes, exactly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. What a nonsense thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> these are all words. They are. Um, so I, okay, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about Frontierland. Um, this could derail. It could be real short. It could be you know however long you committed to be here. <laughs> and uh, but we're going to have a good time. The main thing is we're going to have fun. We're going to nerd out about a place we love. Before you fall asleep. Um, anyway, so uh, we have argued five things in Frontierland that have equals, right? Splash Mountain kind of is in Frontierland in one and mm-hmm. um, and technically in New Orleans. No, not New Orleans Square yet. Critter Country. Mm-hmm. So for, for, does Splash Mountain count? We don't know. Well, um, it won from Disneyland. It won from Disneyland. So it's... it's like I suppose, yeah. it's at least neutral, for this, yeah, because yeah. it's not. So we did the Rivers of America, where Disneyland won. Yeah, we did Tom Sawyer's Island, where Disney World won. We did um, the Rancho Dale Zocalo versus Pecos Zocalo. Bill, Disneyland won. Mm-hmm. We did Big Thunder Mountain, Disneyland won, and we did uh, well, Phantasmic, Phantasmic. That doesn't count though, because that's not, sure not that that's counts. not there. Yeah, yeah. Is that, um, it? Uh, uh, island, the island Tom's- I got. Rivers I got. Oh, um, Rancho. Let me rewind. Big Thunder? (laughs) Big Thunder, that's four. So I guess it's three to one. Three to one. So three to one Disneyland over Disney World. So what we want to get from you is starting this conversation, we're not going to argue Frontier. Excuse me. We're not going to honor Big Thunder. We're not going to relitigate Rancho. We're not going to relitigate all this stuff. We're going to take the fact that we have these attractions who have proved supreme Mm -hmm. in previous episodes as an amalgamation of these lands going into this episode, knowing that Disneyland is technically three to one, mm-hmm. how do we want to start? Do we want to level set that Disneyland has three points and Disney World has one point? Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, just just really baseline. Great. So, yeah. so you're saying the there's, episode, a, there's a little chance. <laughs> so there's a chance there's, there's that there's Disney ch- World, yeah. I think there's a chance. I, You know, listen, you, you, who needs an entrance? Um, anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> you stole my sneak Sorry. attack. Let's <laughs> uh, see how this is gonna go. Anyway, so so he literally just watched a walkthrough of of Magic Kingdom Frontierland, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, and we'll get into it if you Absolutely. don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so Dan, uh, Disneyland came first. Oh, and it sure did. Well, hold on, I'm not done. Okay, you, you get you, ready. That's I'm not your ready cue. for you. Um, so Disneyland came first. So Dan is going to be arguing for Disneyland's Frontierland. And if you feel, Natalie, if you feel like Dan makes a valid point in favor of Disneyland's Frontierland, you'll hear this sound. I don't think Ding understood bird watching at all. Mm-hmm. And Eric, because Disney World came second, will be arguing for Disney World's Frontierland. If you find the, a valid point for Frontierland at Disney World, you'll hear this sound. That dancing game old Bill the Willie, so he wrote them little pillies. I feel like you only have a limited number of sounds. <laughs> I had a lot to prepare for this time, okay? And when true. when I heard that that legacy episode from from a year ago that we released <laughs> last month. 
I, I, like, I like that it's referential to past episodes. <laughs> Thank right. you, See? Natalie. Natalie's on I my side. Nice. Did, you, right. did you hear our uh, long lost episode <laughs> we forgot to release from January of 2020? <laughs> yes, I think I did. It was... Uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've learned a lot since then. well what's funny so we we've done this we have these episodes we have the versus episodes and we're tr- we're trying to get everything we can covered so when we do an episode like this the only thing we really haven't covered are shops and the shooting gallery right but oh, we don't yeah. feel like that's a full art full episode so we'll just throw it in mm-hmm. um in the course of this episode but you know there's a in Frontierland and Disney World, there is Country Bear Jamboree, but we can't compare it. Oh, yeah. There's nothing to compare it to, so we have to figure out another way of covering it. Oh. Which is where the Six Flags show comes in, because the Six Flags show covered Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> are, we, are we finally... Are, I, are we finally thought this like, was a good bit. Pulling the sheet off of... We, yeah, we, we nobody went listened too hard. to the Six Flags episode because they saw the episodes of the Six Flags show, and it was us... At Halloween time, dressing up as yeah. a different podcast. No, I, mean, I, I thought it was super clever, but I, I totally you. understand people not getting something like that. Right. And <laughs> so anyway, that was that us sense. dressing up, but it's one of our better episodes, and the Country Bear Jamboree was covered, uh-huh. so we can now do Frontierland because we've covered everything. Okay. Um, that's the general conceit. So having said that, Dan? Yes. Do you want to talk about Frontierland at I w- Disneyland? I, I'm going to start with like a general sort of idea because I think that's... Probably a lot of where we're going to go. Um. Your attention, please. <laughs> in researching Frontierland, I have found that there's a lot of history there in terms of, like, you know, attractions that have come and gone. And it occurred to me that, like, Frontierland has, like, the inverse of the Tomorrowland problem, where... Tomorrowland, tomorrow's always going to come, right? Where Frontierland, the old West frontier, has always been in the past. And so if there's all this old stuff left there, it doesn't hurt anything. It actually adds to it. And the evolution of it and the development of it, and Jimmy has a lot of history stuff. I have a lot of history stuff too, but I haven't... (laughs) I'm on vacation and just started school again, so... (laughs) Um, so generally that's kind of my approach where I'm going with it. Uh, we all know what's been there. Jimmy, what has, what has been there? Uh, well, we can get, what I'd like to do is kind of start with a a framing what Frontierland is. So for those of you who don't know, and you're still listening to this podcast, (laughs) Frontierland is one of the themed lands at many Disneyland style parks run by Disney around the world. Themed to the American frontier of the 19th century, Frontierlands are home to cowboys and pioneers, saloons, Red Rock Buttes, and Gold Rushes. It is named Western Land at Tokyo Disneyland and Grizzly Gulch at Hong Kong Disneyland, which, by the way, they have one of the best rides ever. Grizzly River or Grizzly Gulch, something. It's it's like Everest, but mm-hmm. with grizzly bears. It's awesome. Oh, it's so it does it do... It does, does it go backwards? backwards? Oh, yeah. okay. A bear, a bear's like scratching against the, bears. A bear's like scratching his butt against a pole, and he trips the pole, and you go backwards. Uh, I like it. breaks it. the cable. Okay. Uh, to build an accurate depiction of an Old West town, Walt Disney sent a camera crew to uh, to Frontier Town in North Hudson, New York, to film a um, to film a movie that was used as inspiration for Frontierland, as revealed in the book Frontier Town Then and Now. That's so Frontierland. That that's a little that seems a little strange to me. I mean, yeah. he had he had Golden Oak Ranch, right? Like a location where he mm-hmm. filmed all of these all of these westerns. For, Gold Oak in Palm Springs? 
Well, yeah, but that that's where he that that's where they filmed all these westerns. He's got his own western town. He owns his own studio with a western town. Why would he go to a like a theme park in New York? It's very strange. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> Dig him up. If all right. Could. Uh, also, Golden Oak. For fun fact, at Walt Disney World, there is a property that's on Disney World where they built a community called Golden Oak. <laughs> And you can buy real estate. You can buy a house at Disney World. Wow. And they'll do they'll, millions of dollars, but you can buy a house at Disney World. I think it comes with annual passes. The Disney uh, Disney decorative team or whatever will come and decorate your house for Christmas and holidays and stuff. Yeah. All part of the deal. You can also mm-hmm. get chili cheese fries at the Golden Oak Outpost <laughs> in Walt Disney World Frontierland. Wow. Oh. Yeah. oh. Sounds like a point. Mm. See, we're already firing shots here. I see. I see where this is going. Anyway, so um, uh, I, so I have. Past yeah, the Pecos Bills. Oh yeah, I see right there. Yeah. So do you want? <laughs> do you want the? Uh, you want the past attractions? Oh sure. Um, I mean, I could talk a little bit about it. I, I, there was. Uh, there's just a, just just a smattering of things that have been there. The there was the Indian Village, which is no longer there, um, and <laughs> that's a. That's a good thing. Wait a minute. What is the haunted mansion built on top of the old uh, Indian village? Oh, so Indian Village was between Golden Horseshoe and Frontierland Train Depot, so it's kind of close to there. Okay, because I was just I was, <laughs> but the, no, the first one was there, and the, I believe yeah the um. So it's like pirates is where it was. Well, it was kind of yeah, it looks like pi- yeah pirates, and um and then it moved to what is now Critter Country. Okay. So and probably Haunted Mansion was part of that, uh, which is let's just say it was because that's fun. Are we, are we saying <laughs> that Haunted Mansion was built on an old Indian burial ground? Okay, so let's say we're not allowed to give points for this. No, it's not, no, not at it's all. It's not a real thing. Not at all, as far as we I, know. I just made a connection, but and was compelled to for talk funsies, a microphone in my, we're gonna, in my face. I, I say we just come to the agreement that it is in fact built on an Indian ancient Native American burial. No, you still there's still on the train, isn't there still an encampment? Uh, American oh yeah, encampment? yeah, yeah. On the in the uh, uh, rivers of America. Yeah, that's around the river. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but they actually had Native Americans. They did. Right, like, right. Dances, and, yeah. tribal stuff. Well, and from what I can tell, Walt was pretty aware of them of not wanting to be too cartoony with them um trying to find a quote here uh and i'm not going to find it but basically he was the uh a lot of some of the imagineers were talking about we should have like scalps or something and he was like no that's not yeah let's not do that um so bad idea for now probably bad idea for the time but at least he wasn't like yeah, let's let's do it's the most horribly offensive thing we possibly can. And there was an Aunt Jemima pancake. Yes, there was. <laughs> oh, we just yeah, just, and there was an actress who played Aunt Jemima. Oh yeah, there was. The yeah. There, there uh-huh. was, wasn't there? There was the American Rifle Exhibit and Frontier Gun Shop. Uh-huh. That was in 1966, or excuse me, 86. <laughs> oh whoa the american whoa. rifle exhibit in frontier Wait, gun it closed shop. in 86 in 1986 56 to 86 big mm. thunder ranch of course was uh closed uh. In 96 and then reopened in 2015 after the hunchback uh yeah. there was the burning settlers cabin ceremonial dance circle we talked about that calistoga wagons or conestoga excuse conestoga. me the davy crockett arcade davy crockett frontier museum was just in 1955 
the Dixieland Bandstand through 1961 El Socolo Festival of Fools, which fits very perfectly in <laughs> oh, yes. land. For all those traveling children bands, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Where are you going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to do that? They, I, that was, I worked at Disneyland for the summer of 1997, and I worked that show. Oh, yeah. And I met the very first love of my life, like outside a past post high school, like my first love was on on she was in the show i was guest control i met her on that stage and man it was one of those things my pin number is the date we met still to this day my wife loves it um <laughs> so yeah she uses it too, and, by the way. and going back to my original point about leaving things behind and having it work for frontierland you know, we do have the Native Americans on uh, Rivers of America, like we talked about. There's also leftovers from uh, the Rainbow Caverns in Thunder Mountain. Right. Oh, yeah. There's leftovers from Rainbow Ridge from the – basically, back back in, back in the day, um, there was this complex that had, like, four or five different attractions – there was a mule mule pack. Uh, there was a mine train through nature's mine train through nature's wonder nature's wonderland. The stagecoach, uh, the rainbow falls, and all that stuff. <laughs> and they got rid of all of it, but they didn't get rid of all the stuff. They kind of just left remnants of the things. And there we go, frontier, old frontier stuff. And what I found interesting is I was talking to my mom about this, and I was just curious. I was just like, so. When they built Thunder Mountain and got rid of all that stuff, was it like, oh, this is cooler? Or was it like, why? And my my feeling was that it was going to be like, yeah, that was cooler. But, but her response was like, no, I don't know why they got rid of all that stuff. Because it made so much more sense to have all that. Like, she understands logically roller coaster but yeah but yeah i yes yeah uh-huh <laughs> it makes more sense to have wide open area right a frontier if right. you will right in frontierly but it's but it's also better probably business in the long run and i like we can all look at it and go like yeah they probably made a call that long term makes a lot of sense but we did lose a lot of things yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you talked about paying homage, which they do well. And they, the mine train through nature's wonderland, there's a cave at the mm-hmm. rivers of America across from big thunder, still kind of boarded up cave, right? With the, the train extension, uh, rainbow Ridge mining town is in the end of big thunder. Yep. Uh, like you said, the rainbow caverns are paid homage to on the first lift hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big thunder. I think there was Fort wilderness. The, I'm going to get through this list. Indian village. The Little Patch of Heaven Petting Farm, Marshall's Office, Mexican Village through 1964, Mike Fink Keelboats, Mineral Hall, Miniature Horse Corral, Nature's Wonderland, we talked about, uh, The Painted Desert, mm-hmm. Rainbow Caverns Mine Train, Rainbow Ridge Pack Mules, Santa's Reindeer Roundup, <laughs> which was from hmm. 2005 to 2007. That's nice. You know, we should. I, I'd like to back up a little bit because... I. It, not to not to impugn your list, but I have two more things. Oh, well, stagecoach ride. Woody's round up the end. Woody's round Great. up. Oh, awesome. Woody, we're all black and white in yeah through, in in the Golden Horseshoe, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was super just cool. for a year, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand. Okay, so little patch of heaven. Should it really count? Because it was just an overlay of the, uh, it, just an overlay of the petting zoo to uh, go along with the classic oh. film Home on the Range. Yeah, oh, right. Oh yeah. Oh God. <laughs> 
They just it was the same exact thing. They just brought in signs and animals. I don't think I'm, I don't think any of those are like point worthy or no, no, we're asking no, 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 for points. No, 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 no. However, I will point out that in the Golden Horseshoe, you can watch a dueling piano. Oh, geez. We're oh, not wow. doing this again. We're we not know how much Dan loves that. He's, he's come a long way in a year. <laughs> or a month. Here, what was it uh, 15, 18 months? Yes. Because yes. we released that episode, the Golden Horseshoe episode, because, because oh. now there's nothing to do. So we wanted to kind of give it a moment in time. So we recorded it in January of 2020. And we right. just released it last month. Yes. So yeah. there was a lot of talk about, you know, my favorite thing is filling in all the available space. <laughs> yeah. Dan and I were yeah. going to share a Sunday with one spoon. I was going to eat nuts out of your mouth. That's right. <laughs> I sold my stock in Purell, that yeah. whole thing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on, Dan. Go ahead. Huh? What? Um, so we had all those things, and um, so I guess what I want to – one of the big things, and you mentioned this, is that, uh, hey, Frontierland in Disneyland has an entrance, and it's a fort. It's a big old fort, and it's off – <laughs> I mean, we're, we're eating into time here, so let's just, let's just do this. So we're, <laughs> we're just, just – you're just going to start throwing stuff at, at the, the defenseless. Yeah, you've heard the show. Um, so I, I think what, for those of you who don't know, listening at Disneyland, Frontierland is available off the hub. It is one of the lands that yes. you can see from the central yeah. hub at Disney world. You cannot access Frontierland from the hub. No, correct. You can access it through a sort of an esplanade between Adventureland. You can access it past pirates at Adventureland. You can access it through, uh, Liberty square, mm-hmm. but you cannot access it, nor is there a sign that says Frontierland anywhere yeah. in Frontierland. Correct. So there's no way for you to know you're in Frontierland if you didn't know. I thought there was at one point. I swear, I thought there was one hanging on the side. Well, but there's probably one in the Esplanade between Adventureland and Frontierland. It's like two Frontierland this way. Yeah. But there's no Frontierland Yeah, sign. there's no overhead sign, like the, the icon that you see in Disneyland. Because right. of parades. Right? Well, the parade <laughs> right. you know, comes out. Past good point. You brought up a point that I forgot to document myself. That's a good mm-hmm. point, uh, Eric. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> yeah. What no. about what about it in Magic Kingdom? Oh, well, obviously, I'm, I'm so curious. Okay, well, it, clearly because I'm saying this, I, I'm I, I, I'm not a paid lawyer. I'm not a paid attorney <laughs> who's who's being told to represent a position. I care passionately about <laughs> about this point. Right. Um, well, of course. Uh, so uh, clearly I believe that Walt Disney World's Frontierland is the superior Frontierland. Um, <laughs> it has quite a bit to offer. Its its history um, is not perhaps not as rich with with failed um, you know <laughs> failed attractions and cultural misro- misappropriation. But it has a DVC booth. There is a DVC booth. <laughs> Uh, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, the land was one of those that was that was clearly just an attempt to make a copy of what was in Disneyland. Now, they they hit a home run when they created Country Bear Jamboree. It really resonated with the people of that time and that area Mm -hmm. um, enough that that even though it was really the, the only thing to do there in the first year, you could you still had people lined up. Uh, you know, heading all the way back down. You know, th- that was that was the major attraction was coming to see these animatronic bears. It was brought that, wow. and when that attraction was brought to Disneyland, that's why they built two theaters because yeah. they thought, so "Holy cow, this is so po- popular! We need to double capacity." 
that didn't work in Disneyland. Not in California. That's right. crazy so, and, to me to think. And, I mean, obviously it's true, but I, it never occurred to me that they opened up a Frontierland where the only attraction was Country Bear Jamboree. Right, and it's it's very interesting because... Well, it wasn't the only attraction. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't about, the only attraction. There was also the, the shooting... It was the uh, only attraction. The shooting arcade. The only thing to do in all of Magic Kingdom? In all of the Magic Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> They, were, they had they, they had jet skis. Give them something new. Yeah, <laughs> they, had they had jet skis, motorboats. Um, <laughs> they had <laughs> the rivers yeah. of America, a miniature golf course, they had and the Davy Country Crockett Explorer canoes, Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, for and those of you, by the way, who did not listen to the Six Flags show, um, the Country Bear Jamboree was the first attraction that at Disneyland that originated at Disney World. That's the very first time that happened. Correct. Everything else had been the other way around right, right. and it was wow. and that's that's the way they didn't even have a train station in frontierland that first year that opened up a year later in 1990 in 1992 Did you hear that they didn't have a train wow 1972 <laughs> they had a train um <laughs> the train happened it just didn't stop the there it just kept, had to push they it had to down leap, the rail they had to leap off the train in frontierland to just <laughs> go see those bears i love those bears <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was that was it, and it stayed that way. So next year, the the train station opens up, which is not the current train station that we have. It's just the small right because they built Splash Mountain and they had to raise it up. Right, they had to yeah they had to move it. Um, so that that original train station uh, was uh, yeah it was closed in 1990 as they started prep for um, for Splash Mountain. I have an interesting story about the train station. Tell us 1972. It seems like it doesn't matter that we're really sticking to the exact. Yeah, we said from the beginning, we're just going to have a conversation, nerd out, I'm going to get a little tipsy. True. This All right. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I don't think she's serious. <laughs> uh, October 1972, this was during the Winnie the Pooh for President campaign that was mm-hmm. happening at the parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they held a press event at Walt Disney World where they invited actual press from the area and one of the the, the people that showed up from uh, from the Orlando paper Described it saying that Disney really knew how to how to pull out the stops. They they had the train depart from Main Street and end up at the new Frontierland station where they they got off and they had a meet and greet with Pooh and other characters. They gave out box lunches. They gave out uh, Pooh for President buttons and straw hats, and gave out wooden nickels that were good for Pepsi, corn on the cob, and watermelon. Nice. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And he remembered this vividly enough that he wrote about it years later to kind of retell the story. So. just just real quick about the entrance and the sign, and then we can kind of break this down a little you bit You mean more. the entrance at Disneyland that's made out of actual logs and looks like a frontier for well, it? It says Frontierland. It says Frontierland. If only it said Tomorrowland instead with the Frontierland. You know, that would be, I'd wear that shirt. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, that so, freaking <laughs> so Frontierland. So the, we talked about this in the, uh, the, the Squares episode, New Orleans Square versus Liberty Square. And what I really appreciate about Frontierland is in its subtlety, and yes, you have parades so you can't have a big sign, right? But we talked about with the uh, Liberty Square is the architecture of the buildings as they get older, the signs change, the numbers change and progress. And it ends at the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon, which is a St. Louis-style architecture. St. Louis is the gateway to the West. That's where Frontierland begins. Wait, are we just going to accept that for whatever reason, the parade has to go through Frontierland. Yeah. What do you mean? Where else is it going to go? Yeah. Frontier, uh, Fantasyland, just like... what? Well, you, you can't go to Fantasyland without Frontierland. Right, it's in the middle of the park. 
That's on parade the left parade. side of the park. But well, where does the parade go? It starts. At it's Splash just not Mountain. laid out. At Splash Mountain up through, through Frontierland, through Liberty Square, right. across the bridge, past the uh, up and then up that castle thing. Right. Yeah, with the castle thing, but but it crosses the bridge past uh, in Liberty Square. It's the Ichabod's piano thing and the and the whatever restaurant thing. Anyway. Oh yeah. But that just place. doesn't that doesn't make sense from a design perspective. No, I agree. It's dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of design. access to backstage. Eh. I guess, but like they built the park. I know. Like they could have just said like, yep. let's not do it that mm-hmm. way. <laughs> it's not like, it's not a natural structure. It's not like they, they're like, here's this mountain that we, we have to carve a theme Splash park mountain. out of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And well, and this was all long before Splash Mountain was there. So mm-hmm. the idea with, with Walt Disney World's Frontierland, I don't know that they specifically chose not to put up a big frontier sign they could have put a big and even taller one to let all the floats through but mm-hmm. essentially the idea was to continue that progression that jimmy so eloquently described in the liberty square episode where he was robbed um completely Bully. robbed i Jason mean he he talked like. about the the brown line in the middle of the the, the walking path i mean come the on river of poop yeah yes um so it, the idea in liberty square was to lay out the history of america in architecture uh, as you as you went down, they did the same idea on Main Street as the, we talked about on Main Street's episode. It's it's one of those refinements that that the Imagineers did when they built Walt Disney World. They looked at what they had done in Disneyland and they said, "That's really cool what we did." You know what? If we put a little more thought into this, we could completely geek out on something that nobody else really cares about or will know about until decades later when podcasts are invented. That's right. Thank God. Right. <laughs> so and the Imagineers in the 1960s said, "When podcasts are invented." Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. be able to talk about this. Right. Ward Kimball was the first podcaster. Who's that? Ward Kimball. Oh, Ward Kimble. So, oh, yes, I mean, obviously. yeah, I guess yeah. so, right? <laughs> they, architecturally, though, what you're saying is in Frontierland, they did a similar thing like Liberty Square, where this the building number on the building reflects the year in which it's. Are you kidding me? Style. Not quite. Yeah, it, and yeah, you, you would think that's where I'm going, but no. Uh, what I'm going <laughs> is they're they're heading. You're heading through Liberty Square, and you hit the Golden Horseshoe or mm-hmm. the Diamond Horseshoe I, yeah. mm-hmm. um, in Walt Disney World, where it, it is a transition point because the diamond horseshoe is is set. It, it's designed in the style of like a Saint. Lu- it's Saint Louis architecture, so it's it's a gateway to the west. It's a gateway to the west. Yeah, oh, and, and the Mississippi is is that is that demarcation between civilization and the frontier. So after that point, the civilized looking you know dance hall becomes uh, becomes log buildings and stone buildings. Some of the buildings are more refined, like the town hall and the saloon, which is Pecos. They're part of the facades for Pecos bills. Um, but that's where the, the buildings change. That's where frontier land begins. And they, they have that, they have the diamond horseshoe as sort of that, that spot to prepare you for what's coming up ahead so that it doesn't look completely jarring as you, as you, gaze down you know away from the the river and, and, and at continue that point your, your all of the sidewalks are elevated because of that very problem with right with the mud in the street right. that yeah then the instead of a river of poop in the They're street we're elevated saying, at yeah. disneyland too they they are this is true that's not that's not unique but yeah. but it, that is a, a difference between the two areas even though it's still the same kind of curved path suddenly the buildings change you have all of these western tropes you've got a you've you've got the old saloon you've got the trading post you've got the old shooting arcade you've got uh, you know a, a cart that you can you can buy popcorn out of hey natalie 
What's up? My oh. name is Asher, and I'm a cool kid. I heard that. Thank, thank you. Um, anyway, the 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 facades. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, the facades, because most of, I mean, a very significant portion of Frontierland along that main drag, before you start getting to the attractions, is Pecos Bills. At one point, you had Country Bear Jamboree that then went into the Mile Long Bar, which then went into Pecos Bill Cafe. Now the Pecos Bill Tall Tale Inn and Cafe is this monstrosity of building three different... <laughs> Three different dining areas they and like it, their Mexican food. Uh, right, it's, well, it's, it's not as good as Rancho. Nah, I, I disagree on what about I, that. Taco I've never bar. had Rancho. I have had I've not had Rancho for breakfast. breakfast. Okay, that okay, I don't know. I had chilaquiles this morning. They were great. Yeah, they are mm. coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, disgusting. Just to level set, and I this isn't. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to crap on anything here, but it sounds to me Speaking like chilaquiles. It, it, it sounds to me like. The original iteration of Frontierland at Magic Kingdom was a parade route with Diamond Horseshoe, River, Country Bears. Canoes. Canoes. Oh, canoes. I'm counting that as River. Uh, Shooting Arcade. Shooting Arcade. Shooting. And a restaurant. Sure. And then they like sure added shooting. Splash Mountain and Thunder Mountain. Splash right. Mountain. Yeah, they, yeah, that's where it continues further on where they added in Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. Well, Big Thunder Mountain and then Splash Mountain. Right. Mm. That explains why the pavement's so boring. Oh, are you are you what? now transitioning back to <laughs> Disneyland with your Ooh, it's concrete and we've got wagon ruts and, and horseshoes in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So guy with boots. Natalie, I think I think we've established we've we've given some fun facts. We've given some general definitely, overviews. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, do you have anything so far that is point worthy? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think I think I I would uh I would what kind of a judge would I be if like I didn't give at least and I know previously I, I, I did the weighted points thing. Sure. But I'm, I I kind of want to maybe just do single points with these because Go for it. Ooh, I don't know. I just big. changing Huge. the paradigm again. Just just for this just for this. It makes sense. Yeah. Um I think because you know, it's Disneyland. Disneyland Walt Disney was in that Frontierland. That's a point. He peed in the river. Like absolutely. I don't think Ding understood bird watching at all. Oh, that's too bad. So, <laughs> but uh the thing I really like that Gateway to the West with the the diamond horseshoe. Oh wow. Like I think that's super cool. Yeah. I think that's fun. I mean, even if there's no actual, you know, entryway, that's I think fair. that's a fun design choice and a thoughtful design choice. So I think that's a point. Agreed. That dancing gave old Bill the willy, so he wrote them little fillies. I'm impressed that that worked, and I overcame the whole gate issue. I spent a lot of time thinking about wow. <laughs> <laughs> I You're mean, welcome. I think in general it seems like they, as I, I remember this was something that we hit on with on the Main Street episode, just like how they were really trying to make Main Street and magic kingdom like a thing and it got for me i thought it was just super overbearing but i mean the design choices that i'm seeing with frontierland and magic kingdom are like super thoughtful and very educational which i think is really cool right so mm. yeah all right so um anything else before we move on um hmm. i mean <laughs> i don't like that it's just facades i think it's kind of boring in that way the magic kingdom one. magic kingdom one so yeah. is it just so you got country bears? So I think for me, what I mean specifically is how um, it just feels like you're just walking along a riverbank, mm-hmm. and there's just a wall of buildings, 
And that to me gets very boring after I su- a while. I suppose it is, even though there are distinct yeah, things are areas. In there. I mean, you've it's not got just the facades, right? Yeah, you've got the trading, of the course, trading post, of and then the first path pass through with what is probably the busiest bathroom in the park. Oh Can yeah, we agree on that one. Oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's then there's DVC. I mean, you've but yeah, yeah, everything. It's it's building and shoot an arcade, and then another pass through. It, it just. Yeah. So here, this is okay. unrelated. Yeah. Uh, this is not. I mean, point yeah. no, no I point just, for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I want to talk about the transition, the bathroom esplanade thing. Oh yeah, I like the convenience of it, where you can go back and forth, just kind of bypass the whole uh, pirates thing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it. I don't like that you can that because it's not a seamless transition. It's just like I, I don't like the fact that you can get from one to the other so quickly. That's interesting, especially with, with two different, mm. two different um, pass-throughs like that. That particular pass-through, the bathroom one, does you, you do, as I, I'm picturing it, you're going up. You, you, oh, thank you. <laughs> She's, Natalie's got an image of it. On, I got, I got the Google Maps. Laptops. All right. Uh, but yeah, you, you walk up some, I mean, you walk up wooden steps, and as you go through, I'm, I'm picturing that I... I have a distinct memory of those tiles and the tiles have kind of a Spanish sort of influence. Yeah. But yep. I feel like it almost works double duty where it kind of like blends into an adventure land sort of idea where it's, I don't know, maybe I'm reaching I, here. I, I think it's weird to be in the middle of one land, like in the middle of literally land, in the middle and then be yeah. like, Oh, here's another land over here. Right. And that's the part I don't like. It's but jarring. I like the convenience of it. It's super convenient. Yeah. So, so just, just again for, for the listener who's not, Super familiar with Disney World. At Disneyland, you access Frontierland from the hub. You can get at it from from Fantasyland. You can get at it technically from Star Wars Land. You can get at it through Adventureland. You can get at it from Critter Country, right? It's like Um, a second hub. Right. And uh, at Disney World, you can access, I think we already kind of mentioned, from Liberty Square, blah, blah, blah. We talked about it. Um, But in Frontierland and Adventureland, which kind of run parallel as Mm -hmm. the park Mm -hmm. is laid out. Yeah. You can access the two through walkways. One has a bathroom uh, kind of right in the middle to Dan's point. And then there's another one towards the end of Adventure slash Frontierland that comes out at uh, Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, mm-hmm. Country Bear Jamboree and then Aloha and then the, the, Island the, the on Aloha, the other side. The Aloha Terrace or the, the Sunshine Tree Terrace. Sunshine yeah. Tree yeah. Terrace where you get your dole whips and that kind of thing. Oh. That's the other side of it. Anyway, I, that's I, for the can listener. I, can I just point out? As someone who's not used to recording with you all in the same room, I'm find my, finding myself looking at you and nodding in in agreement a lot more than when I'm at home, where I've trained myself to go, yes, that's that's right, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like, how different it is to listen to. Because I, I, when I listen to our shows, I'm just like, we do that a, a lot. That, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just to acknowledge. Right, 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 oh, right, yeah, and that's you. fine. But, I, yeah, it's interesting. Listener, call in. <laughs> And let us what know. do you think? Eight five six. Are there power too <laughs> many crossovers between Adventureland and Frontierland? You know, it's interesting. If, if I don't want to cut you off, no, I'm done. But I agree. I think having all of the like as much as some of the transitions work in some of these cross mazes, these I don't know shortcuts. I guess that that's really what they are. Yes, that's, that's kind true. of my overall mm-hmm. issue. I mean, I won't I won't belabor this point because we're not talking about all of Magic Kingdom, but Magic Kingdom as a whole doesn't have the magic because it doesn't have the intimacy it's in the name it's just a kingdom it, well yeah but, but it's <laughs> but building in practicality because of the expectation of large crowds exactly and it's this an is efficient a, a, vacation delivery yeah. machine right yeah. and and because of that if of that focus on on efficiency you lose the intimacy but 
with the intimacy, you gain headaches because no room for crowds. It's a whole, you know, it's a balance. I, yeah. I get it. And that's maybe why also that, that to me is also why the frontier land feels kind of lifeless in that, that way, because it's just computer. like a wall of buildings as opposed to like, you know, at least one little runaround building. You can kind of walk around and give a sense of depth, like, like a more like a, like a Liberty square does, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think that it, to me, it's fair to say that the frontier land at, Disney World is the right frontier land for that park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very kid-centric, it's very cartoony, it's very convenience, it's very all those things. It's also very it's also very weeny. Right when you walk in, you can see you can see to the other side. Sounds like a new shirt. Wait, but you what? Can, <laughs> it's very weeny. Is, is it a, You're talking Go ahead. Okay, well, uh well, yeah, um, you can see you can see forward. You can, I mean, yes, you're walking along the river, but if, after a certain point, you see Splash Mountain, you see Big Thunder Mountain. Well, there's nowhere else to go, right? And that's it. You it want to continue end. going yeah. in that direction, mm-hmm. and they even built a wooden walkway over the river to get you there around the parade route. Oh yeah, which is super it, convenient. I don't know how much is, of it is want, and how much of it is just like. That's where I go because that's where the path goes. But that's that's what I'm saying is that's mm. the way it's designed. You'd go that way because there is thing there. So they trick you into thinking that you're if, if there was not going thing there, there, there if there well, was not thing there, you might not have gone. Okay, hold on. Trick yeah. though. I mean, this is an entirely designed space that's, that's meant to. That's did, true. Did you evoke say trick, a reaction? Though? Did you say trick though? Trick though. I said trick. Oh yeah, yeah, he said it's designed to trick. I you were calling him a trick. No, no, no. He said it's <laughs> no, designed uh, not to trick. T- not tonight. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. He said it's designed to trick us to go over there, and I'm like, yeah, that's how that's that's the deal, dude. The right. Well, so the reason why that bothers me is because if you want to talk about if you want to talk about weenies, okay. Um, as you walk in through the gate of the entrance gate of thunder of uh, uh, Frontierland, Frontier Th- thunder, thunder I don't mountain land. When we do these shows, thunder mountain and- <laughs> mine train land, yeah, <laughs> my cowboy land. My um, <laughs> As you walk through, there's like a main, there's a, basically a main street yeah. segment. Yeah. And you see the most wonderful weenie of them all besides the castle, the Mark Twain. The mm. floating wedding cake on the water. I thought you were going to say the sign to Rancho. Hmm? Yeah, you can't say If it's parked to the dock, but it is intended to be a weenie for sure. Right. But if it's not Absolutely. at the dock, you don't But see my it. point is, you, you, where I'm going with this, and probably failing, because again, I don't usually drink when you do these shows, <laughs> is you have this thoroughfare, and then at the end of it, you can go this way or that way. One way being towards Thunder Mountain, and eventually Fantasyland, or, and now eventually Galaxy's Edge, or towards the other way, which is New Orleans Square. Which is a part of Frontierland's history, by the way, because that used to be a New Orleans themed area mm-hmm. after it was the Indian Village, and it it basically just like annexed itself and it went Quebec and just decided like we're our own land <laughs> now. Louisiana, <laughs> Dan, make sure to mention Quebec. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, I, what I'm what I'm saying is that you still have that weenie thing, you still have that directionality thing, yes. but there's the illusion of choice. Absolutely. And I think if right now we're talking about like what kind of weenie works better, I mean, I would say that does mm-hmm. if it's there, which it's it's intended to be there. That's why that's they have the case, two boats. That's a point. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think Ding understood bird watching at all. Can you explain that quote to me? That clip. I can. Yeah, Eric, explain the clip. Yes, you see, uh, Dan was watching some appearances of Fess Parker on various television shows, trying oh. to find a sound. Yes, and then he found that one. Yes. 
It's from the Dean Martin show. Oh. And they're doing a sketch about bird watching. Oh. And they're not talking about no. birds. I, it's a horrible sketch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. Co- co- copy that. Yeah, yeah. It's very unsubtle <laughs> and so, awful. So, okay, so so back to Disneyland Frontierland. So yeah. we talked about the weenie. Um, can you, do you want to talk through a little bit more about Frontierland? Are there any special secret special things? Do you have any other? Special secret special things? I really wasn't looking for special secret special things because I think that the entire land is its own special secret special. Um, mainly because of the history and because, and I'm not going to ask for a point for Fantasmic being there. However, the fact that Fantasmic is there has meant that they have kind of continually rebuilt it and rethunk it, rethought it, whatever the proper word is, and to the point where, like, the reason why the pavement is more detailed, probably, is because they're constantly redoing it. They're constantly It's It really is the opposite of the Tomorrowland problem, where it's like they're always reimagining this thing because... They have to because there's a bajillion people there to yeah. watch this show. They so, have a reason to invest in it. Right. Yeah. But as I think about it, I think about Frontierland. You walk into Frontierland through the entrance that is an through entrance. The, yes, yeah. yeah. Made, a lot Made of wood. Um, on the right-hand side, you've got the shooting. Oh, you've got a, a trading post. Yeah. There's, yeah. I believe there's a Native American statue. Yes. yes. Uh, next to that is the shooting gallery. Yes. Yep. Next to that is Rancho del Socolo. Yep. Yep. On the other side is more stores. Right, mm-hmm. elevated walkways. Mm-hmm. Straight ahead is your weenie, um, Tom Sawyer's Island, Pirate Lair. But kind of the minute you turn left outside of that restaurant, there mm-hmm. you're in New Orleans Square. But that fits in with Frontierland. So, so fine, but it's not Frontierland, right? True. This is, I'm not arguing anything. I'm just making observations. Oh yeah, so for sure. You pass the petrified tree yeah. that Walt bought Lillian. Who? Yes. In July so 1956, Walt and Lillian had driven through Colorado near Pikes Peak, just outside of Colorado Springs. Walt saw a sign for petrified trees for sale at Pikes Petrified Forest. He pulled in and told Lillian to wait in the car. She was not happy with the detour and was starting to get agitated. When her, her husband returned, he proudly proclaimed that he had just bought her anniversary present, a petrified tree stump. So you can see the ultimate symbol of romance <laughs> and understanding what your marriage is and needs. <laughs> and she said a hard, uh, hell no. <laughs> and he put it at Disneyland. I think it's like Homer and the bowling ball with Marge. Oh. Like he bought her a bowling ball, but it says Homer on it. Yeah, absolutely. That was totally what that is. I want to know. I want to be a, a, a time traveling fly on the wall for like their arguments. Walt and Lillian, because oh, you know, like, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, like Rock Candy Mountain, Walt, Walter, Uncle <laughs> sure, Walt. Uncle Walt, yeah, <laughs> and, whatever, right, 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 and then, but the, we've talked about this before. I think that she tolerated Walt because, yeah, as we've discussed, she moved on real fast after he died. <laughs> I think that maybe she was the one removing the filters from the cigarettes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, so the point is, past the petrified tree, mm-hmm. you're basically New Orleans. So geographically speaking, Frontierland is that little main street up to the river, Thunder Mountain. And then there's a lot of geography with not a lot of stuff that's now sort of um, 
well, it's a little Star bit Wars redeemed as, have, as entrances to Star Wars land. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you have Golden Horseshoe where you can see a dueling piano show. Yeah, by it, the way, got it. And um, then Stage Star Cafe, mm-hmm. so Restaurant One. Right. Technically, Restaurant One going that way is Golden Horseshoe. Restaurant Two, Stage Star Cafe. Restaurant Three, uh, no longer Aunt Jemima's Pancake House. Right. Um, and then New Orleans Square. Right. Okay. So. Yes, and then the other way is a giant walkway up to Fantasyland where you can access Galaxy's Edge, right? But yeah, it's not that yeah. big, is my point. Frontierland's really not that big of a land. True. I do love that, that back entrance into Fantasyland because usually it's so sparsely populated back there yeah. that on a busy day when you emerge into Fantasyland, you immediately say, why did I go this way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're just yeah. That used to be the smoking section. <laughs> it did used to be a smoking section, Yes. Hmm. Anyway, uh, that that was a, just some observation. Go ahead. Okay. But oh, wait, do, well, did you have more of a point hmm? other than I, well, no, I was just thinking out loud? Actually, well, uh, so so for you, you're you're saying that going off of just walkway in general of the the mainland, if we're not talking about the you know the island and the rivers of America proper, right? That means it's pretty small. Right. I mean, for the most part, what's happening in Frontierland is happening in that little swath of land from the entrance arch to the river, wow. Thunder Mountain, and then the tree, and that's basically it in Frontierland. What a comple- compact, well-managed use of space. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as though it's like a really good example of what Disneyland does best. Well, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, I would also say, so... I was thinking about this today while I was at work. <laughs> I was watching walkthroughs of this, all of this stuff, nice. just to get get my head in in the game. I think a big. I, I would argue that it's much bigger, right? I think yeah, you have the walkways and you have the, you know the, the. I don't like using civilized, you know, civil civilization. You have the civilization of of Frontierland, but sure. I think what's really lovely about Frontierland too is that it offers all these opportunities to explore. And I know we already talked about Tom Sawyer's Island, right. but the fact that you can get on watercraft, you can go and like see stuff that you can't see any other way other other than taking other means of conveyance. And, you know, you're doing, it's like you actually get to have opportunities to choose how you want to explore the quote unquote frontier, yeah, the wilderness. Yeah, it's an interesting point. And I think maybe I'm cutting it short a little bit in that the Davy, Cro- Davy Crockett Explorer canoes are in Frontierland. They are. Despite the fact they're in front of New Orleans Square. Well, they're in Critter they're, Country. <laughs> they're in Critter Country? They're over the bridge. Yeah, yeah you've got to keep Critter going. Country, technically. Right. Yeah. Um, but is it listed as an attraction in Frontierland, though? No. I think it's for Critter Country. It's Critter Country. And, and what about um, the, the Raft 2? But raft you can see them player. as a visual element. I mean, if we're going to talk about like, like kinetic stuff. Well, we mm. talked about that with the rivers, though. I don't want to... No, no, I'm not. No, I'm, just, I'm just saying that like it's not that they... like are never in Frontierland visually. They're, they're a part of the the picture. And what about the uh, the rafts? Is that Frontierland. Liberty Square? What? The, the rafts of Tom Sawyer? The rafts of Tom Sawyer. Uh, do you have the official list up there, Dan? Because, I mean, if, if those I'm not are, connected those to are the Because oh, yeah, you don't computer. know Jimmy's last name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> th- those are, I mean, those have to be in Liberty, in, uh, New, Orleans in New Orleans Square, Square because they're right across from... Wait, no, they're not. Well, they're, they're New Orleans, almost across from New Orleans me. Square is above. I do recall. <laughs> what about a, the Haunted Mansion? A while ago. maybe I don't know if this is still the official uh, how they count it, but I remember looking at a map 
and the the brown of the land of Frontierland is pretty, you know, solidly where you would expect it to be. And then right along the 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 um the shore of the rivers of America is just this little brown slice. <laughs> I'm we, sick of Disneyland gerrymandering our yeah, yeah, rivers. Right. So here are the official listed attractions and entertainment at Frontierland in Disneyland: Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Frontierland Shooting Arcade, Mark Twain Riverboat. Okay. Pirates Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sailing Ship Columbia and Fantasmic. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, okay. if it, if it's on the river and you get on it close to f- Frontierland, it's in Frontierland. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that little, you know, where where so the pop if think about the popcorn cart yeah, see by that. outside this of front bit. Yeah. It's like front slice. Yeah. We're pointing at a Google map, everybody. You can't see it. It's wonderful podcasting right now. <laughs> Look it um, up at google.com. And I mean, I know we sh- I, I totally understand not wanting to bring in discussions of other attractions into what makes Frontierland, would make, you know, uh, uh, wow, all the words went out of my brain. <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> I know we don't want to bring up other dis- attractions that we that have already been discussed and use those to like make a case for what which version of Frontierland is better. But like, I think it's it would be doing at least Disneyland or both of them a disservice if we don't include and think about the fact that the rivers of America and Tom Sawyer's Island are proper parts of Frontierland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's you it's know, visible. It, the, the the kinetics is a big yeah. part of, of of that entire area. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, and spiritually, but and this is nitpicking, and I'm not. If I got a point for this, I would reject it. But spiritually, the canoes are in Frontierland. They are. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah, like come on now. <laughs> but they, but they can't say like, and this little corner of Critter <laughs> Country also Frontierland. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, and that's what I think is interesting too. I mean. Frontierland discussion, obviously, but like for me, the whole riverfront all is just one great big American history lesson land. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, totally. think, I just think yeah. it's like one of the most delightful areas because it's, it's thematically consistent. Yes, it's it, the sense of place is so strong, mm-hmm. and it's like I love, I love being in that entire area except for at night. <laughs> Uh, if, I, if I'm not explicitly there to see Fantasmic, it's dim and everybody's <laughs> running around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do love that, and, and you're right; it is absolute chaos at night. But yeah, I do really love is. that this part of the park that used to be kind of dead zone at night, it, it has people coming into it, and who, who knows? Maybe they're appreciating it. Maybe they're like, "Oh, this is very, this is great." Because <laughs> like nighttime lighting on that area, it's beautiful. Oh. Well, I, I do oh. love it. I can't believe that Disneyland would make that choice to have it so dimly lit. The first time I was there, I'm like, wow, I can't really see anything. I really like this. But it's, it's so funny when there was that whole like summer or so when like um, the what was it? The railroad was taken down. It uh, was closed, and the <laughs> the river was dammed up because of uh, Star Wars land construction. I loved it because they didn't have Fantasmic. And evenings, <laughs> evenings around the rivers of America and around Frontierland were like, they were just so calm. And it was like I was in the wilderness. I was out there and I'm like, I'm not going out there because it's scary. There's right. things there. But being in around the build, this is great. This is beautiful. So I liked we, it. I want to redirect because we're 
we're too close to Frontierland at Magic Kingdom getting a point for not having Fantasmic in it. Oh, that's so. interesting. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to go there. Well, I mean, I was actually planning on bringing that up. I saw the came... twinkle in your eyes, yeah. Well, that, that was always in the plans, to bring it up and say, interesting. we have a beloved robot show, and, um, <laughs> and we, we don't... We don't have works. a massive, uh, you know, the point about it being designed to accommodate large amounts of people makes it work better. So okay. e- even if we did have a, we, they would never put a phantasmic there because that would that would completely destroy the whole <laughs> it, it flow would. of the area. Well, because they, they made that choice to. and they stuck with it, and it's it functions. They don't have Uh-oh. to because they have a ton of space. So, so <laughs> but do we? Is phantasmic itself a net? Mm, Really? Yeah. Are we doing it? Yeah. You know, mm. you don't like Fantasmic? I do. Or you don't like this? You don't I like do, the stuff around it? I do. When it. my evening is built around it. Okay. I do not like Fantasmic when I'm forced to move through it to get to my favorite ride, the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Oh, look, it's my fiance, May Cat. Hi, May Cat. Oh, I have emerged from the darkness <laughs> to tell you that Fantasmic is bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh wow. Oh, no. Thank wow. you, Maycat. Maycat's first and last appearance. On <laughs> she makes an impression. It is quite a hot take. I apologize. <laughs> what about that? Don't at me. It's a dumb name and a dumb plot, and it ruins the evening. <laughs> wow. There you go. I but it allows you to get on to Maycat. <laughs> yeah, it is. May like the month, but actually May West. Cat with a C and two Ts. Oh, right. wow. Wow. <laughs> so... Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I'm just going to jump to it, if I may. Jump. Oh, you're the I'm judge. A, I'm giving a point to, Mag- to Magic Kingdom's Frontierland because of the fact that it's so undeveloped in the riverfront it feels oh, more that like it feels more like a frontier. I can't disagree with you on that. Yeah, yeah it's like, an interesting point. When I first got to go to Magic Kingdom in 2015, and I was u- and I, before that I had only been used to um, Frontierland in Disneyland, I was delighted by how quaint the front of, but the view of the front of uh, Tom Sawyer's Island was. And I'm like, oh, this is what it was like before Fantasmic. Right. It was yeah, I just, do miss those days it, it a went, little bit. It went straight to the riverbank, the, 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 the land, and it was like an island, not like a stage. Um, it's true. And again, like, I'm not trying to like, Fantasmic is lovely when you're planning your evening around it. Bad. Okay, right. Okay, mate. Mate, that's at, 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 at Instagram. But and yeah, Twitter. no, I think that in general, and I think I'm just going to lump this in general. I think there's a loveliness to how um, how untouched the the area in, around the river that is the land of Frontierland. It does feel more is frontier. undeveloped and more authentic to a frontier. And so, that's but that's and the I point. Guess it is fair and possible. To hold those two ideas in your head, right? To say, like, yeah. I love this. Th- I, c- I love, I love Fantasmic. Oh, absolutely. But I, <laughs> I do, Pat I do miss a those cat. days a little bit where it's just like, let's just, I'm just going to go ride Pirates of the Caribbean 15 times. Which is in which land? <laughs> New Orleans Square. Okay. So <laughs> one thing Frontierland. that, one yeah. thing I want to point out while we're on the subject that Eric kind of alluded to is there is a, a whole second walkway on the water that's a that's a wooden so boardwalk so you mm-hmm. can bypass the parade. My question for you, Natalie, is yeah. we talked about so Disney World got a point because Fantasmic's not 
there and it makes it feel more rustic frontier. Yeah. Does the fact that the parade go through Frontierland mm-hmm. add or detract? Oh, I mean, I think it, it detracts from it because it has the, it, they're forced to make the, the, the walkway so wide. But there's a walkway to bypass it, so you're not stuck. Yes, but unlike the very just... <laughs> I, I, think, I think that the bypass was better... It was better approached. It was better, more thought out, and to be more appropriate to being like this little dock than like just the ex- expansive amount of just like stone pathway in front of right. you know the river, which makes more makes sense because you're in front of a city. But even still, um, I, I I'm fine with that fix in Magic Kingdom. I'm fine with that. We take exclusively take the wooden walkway when we go to Frontierland, just mm-hmm. because it's so much more quaint. It's on the water, exactly. But until 20 minutes ago i never even put the fact that the parade goes through which is why that thing is there for bypass i ah, never put that together neither did i actually never even thought about it okay well that's that's why we i know that's why i started using it more is is probably at one point i walked through saw the parade was coming and hopped onto that and boom there i'm, I'm at big thunder mountain so my next question is does the fact that the sort of the origin of Frontierland by by architectural style starts at uh haunted mansion does the haunted mansion being in frontierland make sense does it add or detract why this is i love it's, being on this it, podcast what? is it what are you saying that it is in frontierland yeah are you so you're you're saying it is no no sorry it's not i'm sorry it's in liberty square yeah okay. right never mind it I is it is, it is this interesting mishmash of american history along that waterfront though which That's i find very interesting i retract my question okay <laughs> okay because i was gonna say other were just hype, hype, you know just hypotheticals here it's like what if it was and i'm like there is one it's called phantom manor in disneyland paris That's a good point <laughs> which is the best haunted mansion on the planet i have yet to write it hands down okay it's so scary. since we're since we're presenting just like questions here <laughs> Dis- uh, Magic Kingdom having a more cartoony Frontierland. The love of God. What? What's cartoony? Splash the- Mountain. Okay, which is also set in the South. <clears throat> Country Bear Jamboree. They're singing bears. Okay. <laughs> and I'm okay. fine with okay. that. Your point is. And there is a lot of cartoony. There's not, there's not a cartoony presence in Disneyland's right. Frontierland. Right. It's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's more authentic, but it's definitely more it, it, rooted in a in a it, real world view. One can yeah. say incorrectly that it's more authentic, and, of course. And, and one wouldn't <laughs> people wouldn't look at you and go like you're crazy, <laughs> right? You <laughs> so, do have like the big walkarounds and Magic Kingdoms. So they're they're kind of two different approaches. Is the point? Yeah. Does Magic Kingdom have a critter country? No. no, no. That's why. That's why Splash Mountain's in front. I'm sorry. I grew up in LA. I have no idea. I've only been to Magic Kingdom like twice. Um, I have no idea what's going on over there. And honestly, I have very little interest. But thank you for clarifying. <laughs> oh, thank thank you right. so much, May Cat at May Cat. Hot takes, hot takes. Join me on my side podcast. Hot takes. Um. Um. I We're guess, watching I guess the Disneyland fireworks. Out a of version of the question oh. is, "Wow, that's nice." Magical. It is. So I think, like I said, I think the the Frontierland at the Magic Kingdom is the right Frontierland for Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and I think the Frontierland at Disneyland is the right Frontierland for Disneyland. It, is that a question? So, Steve. if we have to decide, like, 
which approach is you think more effective yeah for a frontier land well yeah 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 yeah. are we going cartoony or and i'm doing air quotes here more realistic well that's a totally yeah so and i I would even let's expand that even further because i think it's I, i think it's important what what are we arguing because it's like are we are is it just our opinions or is it I know I'm just like, well, what's, I mean, what's the thesis right. statement of this entire podcast? I mean, like, j- just to kind of get me more more specific, are we speaking like what's most effective as a from a guest experience perspective? Or is this just our own opinion? Because I have my opinion, but also my opinion's mixed. I like both of them in different ways, which is interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's... That's fair. I, I can I can get behind that. <laughs> what's Maybe. up? What's up, my cat? <laughs> Where did um uh, Splash Mountain? Which Splash Mountain opened first? Disneyland. 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 Okay. Then I would qualify that Magic Kingdom's um, increasing cartoon aesthetic is less about a objective like design and more about like copy paste that thing that's on the West Coast mm-hmm. on the East Coast. Thus, I would say. Magic Kingdom's uh, Frontierland is a little bit more uh, disjointed and not as cohesive, thus worse. Do you want my notes? Because you're doing a better job than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, She's a writer. <laughs> no, and that's, that, that is a fair point. It's that the one thing that point. really doesn't fit in with the rest of it, and it's right in the middle. It is. Um, and yes, they, the Imagineers tried to work in more reds and, and maroon colors to make it blend a little more in with big thunder with big thunder mountain yeah um and and the color palette there but still that's just a visual difference you're still going it's, from the frontier to a place that's very wet and very yeah. very plant e and then you're moving back into the desert it's true i mean yeah we're t- i mean it, it's similar colored you know rock but it's also like soil rock. Two different kinds of things going yeah, on. There's yeah. two different visual styles. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to get into like what is better and what is worse, which I guess is the premise of this whole thing, um, I think you need to consider the, the, the designer's intent in that as well. And mm. so when it becomes this much more mishmash, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. I, could, I could, as someone who has very little feelings towards Magic Kingdom and Disney World, could criticize all of Disney World for that, for yeah. like you are less of an authentic representation of someone's intent and much more of a copy-paste sort of deal. Um, but yeah, I think that is particularly um, exemplified in Frontierland. Well, it's hard to identify intent when it's a mishmash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can see the intent with, like, the progression of history throughout, like, the, the, the facade. Right. The original design. The yeah. original design. But then suddenly it's like, oh, everyone loves Splash Mountain. Where are we going to put right. this thing? Whoops. Yeah. Well, at that point, the intent becomes... This will never come to bite us in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> we love this forever. No one's, no one's going to meet up on a podcast in a hotel room in 2021. <laughs> well, debate the point, merits. At some point, too, the intent becomes, let's cover up the mishmash or let's make sense of it mm-hmm. like but it's still it's not something you feel it's something you, you notice where right. at frontierland you you can at frontier I, and i just called it the yeah, just frontierland uh in uh, disneyland it's like you can just feel it frontierland in magic kingdom it's like oh that's that thing that's that thing that's that other thing this is Frontierland because it has the things. It, that's <laughs> true. Is, that's is true. there a Frontierland at Disney World because there's a Frontierland at Disneyland? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. One hundred percent. So and it was yes. Thank you, May. So um, <laughs> so just real quick, a little sidebar. So the 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 Splash Mountain problem, the new current Splash Mountain problem with the overlay with um, oh. Princess and the Frog. Oh, right? you we mean the problem that they're replacing history? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, at Disneyland, it can be annexed. Be careful, in- Jimmy. What are you going to say? <laughs> That's Dan. Um, Dan, what's at, he going to say? At Disneyland, something terrible. You can annex Princess and the Frog, which is based in New Orleans, into New Orleans Square. Absolutely. Splash Mountain doesn't make sense in Frontierland now. Oh man, Splash Mountain as <laughs> as Princess and the Frog makes less sense in yeah. Frontierland in the future. How do you solve that problem? You don't. Vacation yeah, I, time. Implode it. I mean, you just do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, because I think, mm, I mean, yeah, like I, I, wow, that's really big. Jeez. I'm looking at the Google map, everybody. Great podcasting here. <laughs> um, I feel like you, you just kind of, <laughs> you just kind of go with it. I would be very impressed if Disney decided to be like, Tiana's going to the West and like do that. Yeah. Maybe, <gasps> maybe do yeah. like a Western River maybe expedition. Sequel. There you go. But yeah, like I actually <laughs> like a sequel rather yeah. than just like, oh, the movie again. Um, but you know they're not going to do that. No, they they probably aren't. But it, May, May's got a question. Hello, it's actually an interjection. Looking at the map, because again, I do not have a mental map of this place. But looking at just the Google map, it seems to me that Splash Mountain becoming Princess of the Frog in the particular place it's in is just going to turn this whole area into general quote unquote Americana. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. into sure. Liberty, into Frontierland, into whatever Big Thunder That's and interesting. and yeah. um, Princess and the Frog are going to be. It's now just going to be a much more generalized, like, you know, America looked like this at some point, at some different points, but here you go. And, you know, that might be okay, be okay for um, Magic Kingdom, given it's much more... Um, international audience true. they might not oh, be able true. they might not that's be able point. to like really you know they can't sit there and be like hey <laughs> that's is, a really good point. this is different americas right that's a very good point. and i honestly i'm looking at it too splash mountain is pushed really, really far, far back, back. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i like, think it's going to become a like new orleans square like annex but a very tiny like a taste of new orleans square kind of thing well and it, there's that whole part but back down below where like the train station is where you'd mm-hmm. have an yeah. opportunity to really get a little yeah, more yeah, you, south like yeah. like yeah. in that area it's across it's across the way from haunted mansion it's fine this is fine this is all just now kind of mix america you it's know fine. what's interesting is as the the way it's laid out and you're looking at it there on the map there may is that you could just draw a line in Adventureland, past Pecos Bill, cut off Pecos Bill, that's Frontierland, and everything else is Adventureland. Because adventure is not a style. Adventure is a... Yeah, exactly. This so the adventure of Thunder Mountain, the adventure of Splash Mountain, that it could just con- continue that, change the tile of the ground. Wouldn't you argue, well, this is based entirely in Disneyland, though, but wouldn't you argue, argue that Frontierland is more like the frontier and then Adventureland is much more jungle? It is currently, but yeah. what I'm okay. suggesting yeah. is adventure can be whatever you want it to be. Well, True. Adventureland is eventually going to... It's already problematic. Well, with Magic Kingdom, <laughs> with with Agrabah and... Yeah. Well, yeah, Magic Kingdom has like three sub... 
Like, yeah, in the pirate area. Exactly. Yeah, You've I got know tiki. nothing about Magic Kingdom. I'm so sorry. I should see myself. But, <laughs> but, but May, the point is that that you've got Tiki Room, which is Polynesian. You've got Agrabah, which is Middle East. These are you've all got the Jungle Cruise, which is, is a place. jungle. You've got Swiss Family Treehouse, which is an island. The point what, is, what Adventureland doesn't have cohesion. a theme. Yeah, what are we talking about cohesion then? If Adventureland gets to do whatever it wants, then like it looks like Frontierland is well on its way to doing something very similar. Like Frontier in just a general sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, Adventure in a general sense is if what you, I'm saying. If you okay. can imagine a, a, a cartoon character with a gun, then it fits. <laughs> Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Yeah, Elmer. They may as well have Elmer fun. <laughs> <laughs> They'll own him at some point. Uh, but anyway, so uh, it, just so we don't get too far derailed. So where are we in the discussion? What else do you where guys? Have I, I think discussion? we've gotten most of it. I, I thought there was pavement. A, a, an interesting <laughs> pavement. We talked about your stinking oh, pavement, right? Uh, right. right? Um, so it's just was, red. Bl- it's just red concrete at but, Magic Kingdom. But there is an opportunity here. The words Western River and Expedition were said. Well, yes, yeah. they were. I want to talk about uh, Thunder Mesa project. Yes, please. Do Briefly. You have, do you have notes? I do have notes on Thunder please. Mesa. This is, this is a huge project, which has been sort of borrowed upon in, in recent past with uh, the Avatar ride, where there's this giant mountain, and you've got this whole series of things happening within that oh, big God, show building. Oh, my God, they did it. They were going to do it way back Western then. River <laughs> Expedition, and they, they borrowed on it in a lot of different ways. But, Eric, tell us about it. Yeah, so this was originally... Go- this was Davis. an idea... What? Mark Davis? Mark, Mark Davis. Davis, yes. Yeah, it was Mark Davis's kind of opus. He had learned so much from the work he had done on on other attractions. He was very... He was involved with so many big, big ideas and and projects like uh like pirates and and haunted mansion but a lot of these these imagineered projects ended up getting credited to more to people that were a little more involved that that set the stage a little bit better claude Coates with with the backgrounds and the feeling of pirates is one of the things we take away more than whimsical character beats um and because it's better well yeah (laughs) but so so Mark had learned from all of all of this. He had learned about creating story more than just you know a, 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 an amusing a, an amusing robot to to float by on a boat. Yeah. Um, you need to have rock work. You need to have you need to set the stage, build you know use color to evoke emotion and and set set that mood. So he did that. He wanted to build a giant show building that had multiple experiences in it, um, a restaurant, several rides, kind of recreate that portion of Frontierland that we eventually lost with, uh, with Big Thunder Mountain, where we have multiple things going. There are even going to be hiking paths on this, this building. So it, I guess that what the initial, what the idea was going to be, so it's, it's that entire area that you're, you're zooming in on there, Natalie, it, that entire area of Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain was going to be one large, uh, one very large show building. So there was going to be the Mesa Terrace restaurant. Um, there is a, an ore elevator and mine shaft that's the entrance to Western R- River Expedition, which is the attraction we all kind of hear about because that was the one that was most fleshed out. It was going to be a very... It was going to be pirates, but the Old West. Right. And yeah. that, that was it because we weren't going to have pirates. Because in, you're so close to the Caribbean. Right. And Walt Disney, that was what they thought. People wanted the pirates ride. They got the pirates ride. But that's that's the end of the story, really. Um we're still here in the middle. Uh, so that was, he was going to build this dark ride that was uh, cowboys and Indians. And he had a whole lot of uh, plans about that. Then there was going to be a f- 
kind of a flume ride, not quite the drop that we have with Splash Mountain, but it was going to be on the exterior of the building, and you were going to kind of wind your way down a river in a canoe, and um, and there was also going to be a runaway train ride. We hear a lot about the runaway train ride because that was one of the ideas that eventually became Big, Big Thunder, Thunder Mountain, Mountain that which Tony Baxter took over, right? And Tony-, Tony Baxter and like and uh, Mark Davis were like famously not friends. Correct. I, I yeah, think Mark Davis possibly didn't like anybody. It, that that is the uh, I've heard that quite a bit, including <laughs> from uh, from Rolly on that. Really, <laughs> on several interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that fits. Uh, but yeah, it's it, so he had this this grand idea that they completely could have pulled off at that time, but multiple multiple issues happened. Um, oh, and as I mentioned, yes, hiking trails around all of it. So. Just imagine just people climbing all over this building and multiple rides going on. It would That's, have been... That sounds so cool. It, it's, it's that, that dream. It's, it's one of those giant projects we love to hear about because if Disney had pulled it off, we would still love it today. That's right. And it was, it was phase two. It was going to be built after, what, 72, 73? Mm-hmm. 71 rolls around. This Pirates ride is so big. All the guests are like, hey, where's the Pirates ride? And they're like, oh, God, we better scramble and make a Pirates ride. And they did, and then they... Didn't have the funding than the Big Thunder. Well, yeah, they didn't. They didn't have the funding. Um, the The energy crisis happens. Um, the company is also investing big into bicentennial in seventy six and seventy seven. Giant parades on both coasts. Uh, one of the best episodes we've which ever we've done. talked about. That was our least downloaded episode <laughs> of all time. It was. We had a guest from the Sweep Spot podcast, which is a very popular Disneyland yeah. podcast, and we had Lynn. From that podcast, least downloaded episode. I had a lot of fun with that episode. It was called yeah, the most patriotic thing Disney's ever done. Oh yeah, it's a good show. Oh, I have an answer to that. Oh, oh all right, right. Oh. Let's go ahead. Yeah, Disneyland is the most patriotic oh. thing Disneyland's ever done. Oh, did the most patriotic thing that Walt well, Disney or the Disney Company Disneyland. ever did. We decided it was the flag ceremony. Oh yeah. <laughs> which was yeah. never part of our argument and we had a we had an entire show and we ended with i think it's that i mean yeah, I we all had arguments for what we thought was the most yeah. patriotic thing and my wife before we record is like it's the flag ceremony and i brought that up it's like yeah it's the flag ceremony. i mean yeah <laughs> in the purest form of patriotism for the for america yeah yeah, yeah absolutely western river yeah um well yeah the west so Bicentennial was big. They put a ton of money into that. And then they started putting money into Tokyo Disneyland. And, well, not money, because Tokyo paid for that. But resources, people, and Epcot at the same time. It just kept getting kicked further and further down the road. Mark Davis kept updating it throughout the years. He still wanted to do it. Mm. Um, But his his biggest champion was Roy. And uh, obviously, Roy, Roy passed away three months, less than three months after the park opens. Right. So he loses a champion. They keep saying, keep updating it. Over the years, he removed some of the the uncomfortable stereotypes. He removed a lot of the you know red faced Native Americans and and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. he changed the the contents of his ride significantly because he, even then we were becoming more culturally uh, sensitive and and he it wasn't like he had this dinosaur to, toward the end. He still this still could have happened, but then he retires. And it's one of those projects that gets put put at the you know put back up on the shelf, and they dust it off whenever a new Imagineer comes along, and that's when Tony Baxter finds it and takes his portion and says, "I can do this part," and they did. 
So it sounds like what you're saying is that instead of getting the frontier, the Westcott of Frontierland, we got the original DCA of Frontierland. I mean, uh, I don't uh, know if that's. That, <laughs> I mean, that's so, a little extreme. That we yeah. still we still have two it's, big it's, ticket rides. I mean, there. Okay. I'm the joke person. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, you're the joke person. I don't know. But I recall an interview from Tony Baxter, who, by the way, is the best um, modern day Imagineer. But that's beside the point. Mm. Uh, I believe it was proven otherwise. I believe that's incorrect, but that's okay. Ooh, who do you think it is? Joe Rody. Oh, oh, Natalie is on my ears up. <laughs> so, where Star Wars Land is today was going to be a massive Tony Baxter land, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Discovery, Giant Discovery, Tony Bay. Head. Discovery Bay. That's <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, talking. I digress. So, <laughs> thanks. So, for anything else about things that weren't built, Eric? Marginal. You're good at that. Um, uh, I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm good with that. I have one one incredible, amazing story that please that is completely separate. Because Dan, he spent his he, he exhausted his argument with a sign and concrete, so he's got nothing left. Well, we've got an hour and a half things, out of it. If so. other things come up, I mean, look, if we're gonna, it never, it didn't happen. So, like, are we awarding points for things that didn't happen? No, no, no. At this point, it's just an opportunity to talk about. Oh, that's fine. It's, it's just, yeah. that's it's fine. just, yeah, yeah. So Disneyland won, right? I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> Just wait until you hear my nonsense here. Okay. 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 <laughs> you know, you know, I love my imagine overly imagineered nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. This so is this Magic was Magic Kingdom. So yeah, this is Magic Kingdom, <laughs> and this is Eisner era, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, uh, mm. we are two years into the agreement between McDonald's and Disney. Oh no. Okay. And in Frontierland, we decided that we. I was there. I was the one. <laughs> Eisner looked at me and he said, do it. Uh, <laughs> you there. Uh, hey, teenager. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Breck, I, I was 19. I could have been working there. Breck really said, Hello. likes these Do you like meals. tall hills? <laughs> do you like getting wet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. So, so uh, Michael Eisner pulls me over and he says, all right. Build me a fry cart, and it better have a glorious backstory. And here's that glorious backstory. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh yeah. Uh, so the just, McDonald's Conestoga fries, or is this Westward Ho? Uh, no, West Westward Ho was Disneyland, right? Yes. Um, no, this the, yeah, this was the Conestoga fries. Um, it's it, so f- to set the stage. It's a fry cart that has it's near a fence that is broken. Um, and there is a sign that reads, um, in the same location since 53, and the 53 is scratched out and reads 55. And here's why. With the rush of prospectors passing through Frontierland in search of gold, lots of folks in town started looking for ways to cash in on all the excitement. Back in 1853, old MacDonald, who had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Oh, my God. No. I've yeah. returned for this story. Oh. No. She loves <laughs> McDonald's phrase. Well, then you're in luck. I don't. Old MacDonald... E-I-E-I-O. Uh, a potato farmer decided to set up his cook wagon on the hill under the big oak tree just off the main trail. To drum up interest in his French fried delicacies, McDonald even came up with a catchphrase and posted it in front of the wagon. There's gold in them, thar fries, with a symbol of a golden arch to emphasize that. the fact. So wait, so we, we were expected to not get the old McDonald connection? Is that... 
<laughs> oh. Wait, is, is it the clown? Are we talking? Is is Ronald McDonald the he was, clown? He was a poor potato farmer. Is this his grandfather or is it the Ronald McDonald? Well, this is it, this is before he fell in the vat of acid and his face turned white. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you know the idea that in an ad for McDonald's, Ronald McDonald would sit down and be like, it's like my grandpappy used to say when he came to California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's more. That's Wait, that's May Cat. <laughs> um, Transformers Cyberverse? Yes, one of it. Etheria? Uh, yeah. I'm looking at your IMDb. Okay, do you know Heidi? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Spider-Man, you wrote an episode of... Yeah, I also wrote Transformers Kingdom coming out July 29th. On Netflix. Netflix. Marvel Ooh. Rising. What's Marvel Rising? That is um, some specials that were geared towards female audiences. And by female audience, you know, I mean kids ages you know, 7 to 12, thereabouts. What's Sam's story? Sam's story is a, <laughs> is a college thesis that we do not need to talk about. Oh, I'm going to mention the Sam Raimi short I wrote for. Oh. <laughs> on the no. goddamn IMDb. <laughs> My first time. Mm-hmm. It was eight minutes. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so it was a short. <laughs> it was your first time. <laughs> it was for Quibi. Oh, that one? No, that's another short. All right. Anyway, that, that's May Cat. This is IMDb. the second time I've been on a podcast and someone's been like, I looked at your IMDb. I'm like, why? Looked at the LinkedIn. <laughs> at least I update that. That's true. <laughs> I don't, sorry, I was just excited. This has been Jimmy's I, IMDb Minute. God, dude, I want to know so much more about Old McDonald's. <laughs> Thanks for the transition back, May. Business was booming for a couple of good years, right up until the Great Flood of 1855. Was Grimace a traveling salesman? Oh. Was the hamburger like like Robin Banks too? Fry but he's like salesman. Robin Hood. He like robs from the rich, gives to the poor oh. cheeseburgers. Oh. <laughs> you mean the? Che- <laughs> he's bringing fries fries to the to, to the living cheeseburgers that, right. that run around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so does do the cheeseburgers eat the fry guys? Are they? Is this a, a, a cycle? A chain I can't of unpack the, the whole hamburger verse. Okay. Early what is, bird. What is the ecosystem of the, of, of McDonald Land? Early That's bird. what this is about now. <laughs> Early bird is, is the, the old widow who can't pay rent. <laughs> 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 oh. Go ahead. Wow. All right. This one's you for the start wrapping this up. <laughs> I swear, there are only a few more sentences. I feel like Jimmy during scraping the vault. Um, <laughs> Business was booming. I, I shouldn't take that as a compliment. <laughs> oh. Okay. Business was booming right up until the Great Flood of 1855. Legend has it that white men disturbed the spirits of the mountain by removing gold from Big Thunder, causing all sorts of havoc from earthquakes oh, to wait, avalanches wait. to yes. storms and Clown floods. white? Like... <laughs> that was my joke. That was totally my joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, in fact, the nearby river rose so much, the nearby river being Rivers of America, okay. Um, okay, yeah. rose so much, the water reached right up to McDonald's wagon on the hill. The wagon survived, but when the water receded, the wagon started to go with it. It slid down the hill, crashed through a fence, and got lodged in the mud down below. Um, and that's where the, the sign nearby read, same location since 53, and it was scratched out in red Cause 55. Because yeah. it moved. Yeah. The, so we, like, uh, the tagline from Pet Cemetery comes to mind, sometimes dead is better. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes no story is better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to you get, oh, here's, here's the one layer further to make this an even more nonsense thing. And the volcano spewed out hot lard. <laughs> and then it snowed salt for a whole season. <laughs> 
day, every day here at McDonald's. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yo, you get it. Wink. <laughs> but we didn't. Go, we didn't go there. On the sign it says wink. 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 <laughs> it's written up, and it's and, in, it's in a plaque, so it's it's permanent. And there's a cast card. member right by it going <laughs> wink. Uh. So the the nonsense comes in the the dates nineteen fifty three and nineteen well fifty three and fifty five nineteen fifty three was the year Dick and Mac McDonald opened their original restaurant in San Bernardino California oh nineteen fifty five was the year Ray Kroc uh, stole I mean uh, uh, opened his first franchise in Des Plaines Illinois Des Plaines, someone Illinois. deeply cared about this yes. <laughs> I don't and I don't know if they authentically cared or if they were being paid to care, but someone deeply cared about this specific I, thing. I'm imagining that 19-year-old intern really wanted to impress Mr. Eisner. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Daddy Eisner notices my deep-cut McDonald's lore. <laughs> no, make the, make the wagon look more stuck in the mud. It's got to be perfect. Oh. There's, a, there's a long history with Ray Kroc. Sent a letter to Walt Disney. He wanted to... They wanted a partner years ago. Oh, yeah, back in very early, <laughs> probably feather, 55, baby. 56. <laughs> and Walt said, no. Actually, he said, um, no, it, this was before the park was built. That's right. right. It was oh. in 54. He said, reach out to C.V. Wood, and C.V. Wood never called him back. Uh, well, called him, never wrote him back because C.V. Wood gave all of his business licenses to his cronies and friends. That's right. <laughs> and there was a rift, and C.V. Wood got fired. And then he built Magic Mountain in Denver and the a bunch of other end. places. The end. All right. So where are we at? Uh, two points to two points, unless we yeah. <laughs> include the original points, in which case I think it's we need to include well, we, five yeah, we to should three. In, we should include the original points. Five to three? We did talk about including the originals, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, well, it, uh, obviously, we've, we've talked a lot, and <laughs> Natalie has more to say because she just gestured at the screen. <laughs> She's what, now gesturing. What? Well, well uh, I mean, actually, even though, you know, Disneyland is already in the lead, I do want to, I think, I do like the, 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 the concrete. Thank you. At Disneyland. I think it's fun. You know, it doesn't make sense because it's concrete, but it's meant to be it, as mud. It's, yeah, it's themed as, so, as mud and brick. And, like, and there like, are tracks, there are hooves. They, they do something with it yeah. rather than just like, well, get the red paint. <laughs> we got to retouch but, the sidewalk. But nothing happened. I, I don't want to say nothing because almost, Avengers land. Nothing happens by accident, though. Like, why is it red? It's red because of Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain, I think. It's red because they needed it to be a color. I don't know. It what? just it doesn't seem like things happen by accident there. I agree. I agree. I. But, hmm. again, it's one of those things that we get to where it's like, you just feel it. You just feel the difference. Like Disneyland, you walk into Frontierland, you're like, that makes sense. That's Frontierland. You do tend to see it there. You, your, your eyes are drawn down. I'm not sure why. I, I mean, I noticed it today when I walked yeah. into Frontierland. That was the first thing I noticed right. was looking and it's, it's a, the, it, the ground. You, you identify it as a detail, and the detail makes sense because it's, it's Frontierland, so it makes sense for it to look like that. So the, the, red the paint, entrance though, of Disneyland, the entrance of Magic Kingdom... It, they're red brick. That's meant to symbolize red carpet. You're going into a big premiere. You're walking out of the tunnel. You see the preview posters. You walk into the stage. Like there's the, everything's on purpose. Sure. I believe that the reason Frontierland doesn't have the hooves and that kind of thing is because you've got parade floats going by, so they Definitely. can't. It's okay. got to be yeah. smooth. Definitely. But why Which is again, it red? Didn't need to do that. But uh, has it always been red? I don't know. 
I don't know either. But yeah. but that's kind of my point is that at Disneyland you can look at it and go, I know why that's the way it is because this is Frontierland. And Magic Kingdom, sure, maybe there's a reason why it's red, but like it doesn't add anything to the immediate experience. All I can think of is because Splash Mountain is set in technically Georgia, you've got red clay. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing I can think of. But the that, Monument Valley hills yeah. of Big Thunder Mountain red, are a little red redder. But that's yeah. just that's that, yeah, that's that, more that, like let's weird. run with that. It's because of the geology. There you go. That's but that's that's more trivia than it is theming. Theming. But that I also, but definitely, but it definitely also seems like that uh, at least in terms of pavement theming, they're more interested in trivia than like a, a, like audience awareness of like yeah. theming, like the poop, the poop in, right, in right. Liberty Square. It's fun, it's fun trivia, <laughs> but it's not something that you look at and go like, oh, because of the poop, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true, but. As we've this whole podcast is about, once you know that that's a thing, it makes everything better. Anyway, that's a real. <laughs> it enhances I, it. I I I think there are cases where it does make it better, but then there are other cases where it's just like, okay, that's that's a fun fact. It's a trivia thing. It's the it's 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 the back of a Snapple lid. Yeah, you know? gentlemen, sometimes be- dead is better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Natalie, anything else do you have? So, at this point, Disneyland's Frontierland is the supreme yeah. Frontierland. Do you yeah. have anything else you want to add? I do. I do. And I think, I, m- I mentioned this earlier, and this is purely my own opinion. <laughs> not very Welcome much, not, not like, you know, <laughs> impartial judgment. But um, I do agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where it all came out. Disneyland's Frontierland is superior to Magic Kingdom. Yes. However, like I mentioned earlier, I think... Magic Kingdom has some things that does things better, some things better than Disneyland. One in which is just having a wilderness within its boundaries mm. that feels more authentic, um, especially around the waterways and such. It just, Disneyland, especially after um, Star Wars Land was built and they rerouted the train, which is all done in a very, very well. it, all, it was all yeah. super lovely and super yeah. Oh, yeah. charming, but it, it has this, um, it, it's, it, there's a there's a, a a loss of authenticity there. It feels yeah. everything's touched. Everything's touched. Everything's oh, it's everything's yeah. touched, which is great because they did a really good job. But I would argue I feel like I'm way more in the wilderness and in the frontier when I'm on the riverboat in Magic Kingdom's Frontierland right. than I yeah, am. Yeah, it does feel more frontier because because right. there's literally nothing except for greenery <laughs> everywhere, and I think that feels more True. frontiery. Whereas for, you know Disneyland is like mountain ah yes yes yeah. and then and great so it's very mannered but it's well mannered absolutely yeah yeah so if i'm gonna sum it up i would i would say that Frontierland at disneyland is a fully encompassed land experience disneyland Dis- magic kingdom's Frontierland is a transitional point between new orleans square excuse me liberty square adventureland it's 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 a gap filler transition it's not a it's not a fully encompassed land is what I'm getting. I this. I would agree with that, honestly. Right? Kind of a transition that's Frontierland because there's a Frontierland at Disneyland, that's the only reason it's there. But it's not its own land. It's it's almost part of America Town. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah. To make yeah. point. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's America land, right. And yeah. I, anyway. I, I think it is a we have one too. Yeah, kind of situation. And, and and to to Natalie's point, there's a lot of really good things that it does. It yeah, does totally. frontier better. It does sort of feel more wilderness, but it it's just not a land. Mm-hmm. 
it's an area between lands. It's almost like there's no sense of place, which in some ways is good because there's all there's a, no sense of, there's a sense of no place, but it kind of the, the the threads of the story fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. there you go. Yeah, so okay. uh, I think it seems to me that Frontierland at Disneyland is the supreme Frontierland. I don't think Ding understood bird watching at all. I would also like to point out that we went through a tremendous amount of hassle to get headphones. We're all sitting within <laughs> ten feet of each other. We all got we got splitters. We got extensions so we could have headphones so we could all Instacart hear. Instacart was involved. Instacart was involved. They, they delivered the stuff from Best Buy to the hotel. And by the way, it's not here. And we did it all so we could have this fancy soundboard so we could hear all the Asher drops. <laughs> what do you wait? What? What did you just say? You mean so we could communicate with Asher over the telephone? Oh yes. Which we've done once, and it's because I pushed a button. <laughs> So Excuse I will me? let you know. Because you held your phone up to your microphone. <laughs> it's also for all of the great interstitial music that we like to use. Okay, now we're getting our money's worth now. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, so uh, thank you, Natalie. Oh, it's wonderful. We, we love having you. We love being with you. You're wonderful. Thank you. May, you're welcome back. Okay. Please come back. More hot a delight. We got you a chair. I feel like I can contribute in an interesting way just because I don't, Love theme parks deeply, but I am a good fan. Like, I, I married into it very much. So. You did. You're yeah. going a little fast and loose with the word interesting, but you, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome to come back. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think our, I don't know our next land. We have a lot to do. Adventureland, Tomorrowland. It'll reveal itself. It, yeah. It'll reveal itself. We'll get through it all, but will you come back for the next land? Oh, I, absolutely. I think this, you're in a new staple. This is delightful. Right. I, yeah, I think there's something really interesting about discussions of the lands. Well, we we appreciate you being here, and we'll do it at a dingier hotel next time. Oh, please! There's a Motel Six. I think that's down the road. That, Actually, that this is... is a lovely hotel. Nothing against it. It's just it's dark. There's like three lights in the whole room, and the carpet's dirty. But anyway, yeah. um, we're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, we also want to uh, encourage you. So, Concierge is a vacation planning service that I am now a part. I book Disney vacations for people. I've done quite a few of them in the last couple of weeks. Dan's having his birthday in October, and I've booked several people for that just today. This isn't an invitation to people listening. It is to you guys, if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> October 16th and 17th. <laughs> um, anyway, so... so October 2021. Pass it on. Um, anyway, so we're celebrating a milestone birthday for Dan, but as a result, I've I've I personally have booked several twenty one. Which milestone? In case, the next in case one. You're curious, I'm turning twenty one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that I've done recently is just today. Actually, we have a listener of our podcast that reached out and just wants to go to Disneyland in August. And I got on the phone with her, and fifteen minutes later, I booked her tickets. We I went on. We created an account on Disneyland.com. We booked all the reservations. We did it all. It's something she could have done. She lives down the road, but she called us, and it it benefits Ears Up podcast. It benefits concierge. And if you're a listener to the show, you know Disneyland. You could do it yourself. Let us do it for you. You don't have to mess with it because it's it's a lot. You have to you have to buy your tickets. Then you have to go on, link your tickets, 
there were five people, so I had to take all five tickets, link each individual ticket, put the name in, and then I had to get all five of them a park reservation for each day. You know, it's a hassle for, for people, and somebody's willing to do it for you. It doesn't cost you any extra. Please call Concierge, 856-Hour-Ears, or email Concierge.com. I'm Jay Hunt at Concierge.com, by the there way. There you go. Direct Room line. 1115. Cut out the, uh, the riffraff. That's right. Uh, anyway, so that's concierge. Also, go to uh, the shop at Etsy. You can get tiki glassware. Jason wanted to make sure that I talked about the tiki glassware. Oh, yeah, that's that's still limited. Um, the pre-order is almost done, right? It's limited in that nobody's buying any, which is why he wants me to talk oh. about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> tiki glassware, it's great. Uh, also, you can buy a T-shirt. With the Frontierland, which has a sign at Disneyland, mm-hmm. but it says Tomorrowland on what? it. The Frontierland. That's Tom Turner. <laughs> and get your weenie shirts that were designed by our very own Natalie. Oh, oh so weenie also, shirts. I've decided to revive this bit. Go to Cameo and check Ooh. out Steve Gutenberg. Did you hear about the Steve Gutenberg cameo? <laughs> I have through this podcast. Yes, no. It was wonderful. You want one? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I can order one right now before you leave. He'll have, okay. He'll have it done in minutes. Find a Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> so before we leave tonight, probably, probably. Steve just Gutenberg can send a cameo to anyone in your life for any events. You can send me a Steve Guten cameo for, for your birthday. birthday. Yeah. Oh. Don't please don't. <laughs> no, we need to get uh, get what's his name? He played Gibbs in Pirates. Oh, oh God, yeah, the pirate yeah. one. Okay, yeah, he's cheaper. I think he was like 150. All right, so the bit has turned on me. Okay. Anyway, I think <laughs> you can also get May Cat will do cameo. And for I promise you. not to drink on this show what's again. Up? <laughs> Happy birthday, Fantasmic's Lane. <laughs> Every cameo is just that. <laughs> I sent her a whole list. More. Um, so and we have other podcasts that aren't quite as good. There's uh, Ears Up. Ears Up in depth. Uh, there's Milk Milk Lemonade. Milk around milk the Lemonade. Around the Corner Fudge is made. Phantom <laughs> Milk podcast. It's a Star Wars podcast. Um, and... Scraping the vault, scraping the yeah. vault. Which you're listening to this when it comes out in ten days. You will hear the recording we did last night. 101 Dalmatians, two patches, London adventure. Classic. It was a lot of fun live episode. Classic. With do you like it? No. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I am sarcastic. <laughs> Thank you for. The I run Disneyland. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we need to. We need to have you do. All movie posters of all the straight to video Disney sequels. That's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm running out saying. of content. <laughs> okay. And Dan did New one, stream. which is right up your alley. It was for Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. It's a girl now. It's, it's a girl. It's, <laughs> it was called Lion, what, Lion, Lion Movie 2. Lion it's a Movie girl 2. Now. It's a girl it's now. It's a girl now. <laughs> What if Scar, but sexier? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hot topic crowd. Right. <laughs> anyway, everybody, well, thank you for listening. Uh, Frontierland Disneyland wins. It's big. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm shocked. It's an- <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who had like three sentences written down. I have, here. look, I have many sentences written down. And he didn't read any of them. I read read several of them. Anyway, so thank you, Natalie, once again. Thank you, May. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, Be good to each other. We will see you soon. Fresh baked. Fresh baked. I don't know how to end this show. I really don't know how to end this show. (laughs) Ever. Be good to each other. That's all.
May can't hear the music, but she's keeping perfect time. It's at May can't hear the music. <laughs> Don't do that while our headphones are on. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was great. That was great. That was fun. Not that that means anything, but we're recording. Um, well, that means we're recording. I d- it does mean that we're recording, but it doesn't mean that we're like on that we're like live on live on stage. YouTube well, or something. You know, these people at some point have to drive to LA. True. I'm just saying that's why I'm starting the recording. Okay, so I think we're I think we're good. I think we're good with levels. I'm liking it. Great. Okay. Level. How's mine? <laughs> <laughs> Be a nervous wreck. I know, right? <laughs> Normally, I'm just hoping that Zencaster holds together long enough for the episode to work. But okay, we ready? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. <laughs>